this is a very great introduction, like a good entry point into this conversation because it really is. Um, and, and I've talked about this before. Uh, obviously, there are um, there are certainly issues with that mentality right off the bat. I know that a lot of people get upset at me. We're going to have some fucking conversations about human nature throughout this uh, as well, which will really uh, upset uh, people. Um, but let's get started. So all of the advice is gender neutral, and I'm just using girls as an example uh, because that's my experience, even though I have given the same, exa- same exact advice to both men and women. Yeah, so if you uh, believe that men and women are egalitarian equalists, that they're exactly the same, um, then you're going to have a problem. Because if girls are following this, they'll be destroyed. But men, actually, it's, it's not so bad. Um, so ha- this is Hassan's personal dating advice. Let's see what, what he says. Okay. Uh, and it applies for, for same-sex relationships. It applies for... for- uh, trans folk, it applies to everyone for the most part. Yeah, but but I will be using girls, so don't get fucking too caught up on that. And then don't like reinforce the 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 this notion that like uh, all women are queens, and I'm being a total fucking hypocrite, and I'm being super manipulative or whatever. Um, so let's get started. So number one, well, there's there's seven rules that I put up. Uh, okay, these are seven rules that I I, I talked about, uh, and and I'm gonna go over them very quickly. So number one was. Start talking to as many girls as possible. And uh, this is the most important advice that I can give you guys, uh, especially because, um, you know, this is this is a way for you to get better and combat your social anxiety. I think. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, this is this is very good advice um, uh, for f- <laughs> it's really funny because Hassan seems to be against this in his modern um he seems to be against this in his modern uh, videos, but before, look at this advice. This is actually good. So, this is uh, f- you know for for PUA type stuff, right? Talking to as many girls as possible will actually get you in the abundance mindset, which is like, if it doesn't work with her, it might work with her. If it doesn't work with her, well, I can always go talk to a new girl. Once you have the skill set to be able to talk to multiple girls, then. Um, you know, you're not afraid of losing any girl. That's the point. Everyone probably has social anxiety, no matter how, um, no matter how uh, cool or, or, or social or extroverted they might seem. A lot of people start off with social anxiety. Uh, it's understandable. You don't know what's going on. Uh, you're afraid of being rejected. And, you know, that's, that's, that's totally acceptable and totally reasonable to, to feel uh, scared at first, but the reason why I'm saying uh, that you should start talking to as many girls as possible is because you'll be able to deal with that anxiety, and you'll most importantly figure out that that uh, it's actually not uh, that rejection, that fear of rejection, is something that you need to lose. You have nothing to lose but your chains, and in this instance, the chain is the fear of rejection. That's true. Hello, and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit the sub, hit all the notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, um, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. Uh, link is in the description. Let's continue. 
Um, in order to get over rejection, the first it's the one thing you have to do. And at first, you're going to suck at it, and it's going to be embarrassing, but then you're going to realize that it's not the end-all, be-all. You're not fucking dying when a girl flat-out rejects you. Uh, and, I, and I talked briefly about how, like, some girls are fucking brutal, and I get that, and some guys... It's rare, actually. It's, it's rare. Um, from personal experience, um, maybe one girl out of 200 is going to be very brutal when they reject you. Mostly it's just polite. Mo- like like 98%. And it's not a big deal, right? Like, okay. Like, th- there's all kinds of reasons why a girl might reject you, right? She she might just have a stomach ache. She might have, have had an annoying day at work. Uh, she might have a boyfriend or a husband. Or you don't even know, right? So you have no clue why she rejected you. And keep this in mind, this is what I what I told myself, um, is she's not really rejecting you because she doesn't know you. So don't feel bad. Because she doesn't know what she missed. Guys are fucking brutal and I get that. Especially if like those girls and guys are constantly being harassed uh, on a daily basis. Not every social interaction is harassment, but it might start coming across as harassment if... Uh, especially if you're you're just inundated with requests every fucking day, um, and you have to be mindful of that when you're approaching girls. Uh, so you know they're being approached super often. So you shouldn't be rude or you shouldn't be disrespectful. Especially, uh, mm, like depends on the girl. Um, the more attractive she is generally, the more she's approached. Uh, the the um, you know if she's eighteen to twenty three, chances are she's being approached very often. But it really does depend on the girl. Um, um, and when he says don't be rude or disrespectful, that's actually true. Um, being rude or disrespectful at the beginning, uh, it accomplishes nothing. It's just it, it just makes it more likely for the girl to, to reject you. But also, you can't be so afraid of coming across as rude or disrespectful that you come off as an anxious wreck. That's also the, the opposite, right? You need to be confident, right? Um but again, confidence comes with practice. So you'll get there. Um, also, what you could do if you're too nervous to actually approach the girl to get a phone number is you could just have a regular old conversation, not even ask for the phone number, right? And after, a, you know, like a hundred of these, then you're, you're probably good to go. Especially, especially if you do get, re- actually not even if, especially when you do get rejected because you're going to get fucking rejected a lot. That's okay? right. And um, by doing all... By the way, there is no man on the planet that has not been rejected. The only man that doesn't get rejected is he who doesn't try. And by the way, men get rejected very often. It's like, even if you're very attractive, right? Probably rejection rate is 90%. So maybe even higher, right? Uh, It's maybe 95%. Like if you're, um, you know, let's say you're trying to get to bedroom fun, right? 95% 95% of the girls you talk to are not good. You're not going to get to bedroom fun with them. You might have a date and she might reject you on a date or you might get a phone number, but she never replies or, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? You might try to kiss her on the date because you think things are going well and then she rejects you. Like you, you don't, you don't know, right? But that that's generally how it goes. Just be happy if on the first date you get rejected that you're not wasting your time, right? Because one date that it's like an hour or whatever, it's not so bad. Although it's not my personal strategy to, to try to sleep with a girl on the first date. Uh, I actually recommend second date. But anyway, let's let's continue. 
all this, you're going to understand how to talk to human beings in general. And after a while, you're going to get better at it. And that's really important because uh, it's like training. It's like muscle training. You know that's right. I mean? it, you're it, training your brain. So different. Um, the key to talking to girls is trying to get a point of mutual understanding and interest. You're trying to understand what they think, make them understand you a bit, get interested in what they enjoy, show what you're interested in, and confirm that they find you interesting. Um, here is how I would describe it, okay? The approach. Maybe this is incorrect. Um, I would say the very first conversation you have with a girl, maximum 10 minutes length. And it's kind of just a small talk conversation. You just... You're just talking, right? And the point is, um, yeah, you're trying to figure out what they're interested in, and then you reflect that back at them, right? That's the that's the idea. And then you ask for their phone number at the end, and uh, just just walk away, right? Usually, I'll say, um, uh, you know, I would I would open my phone to the you know the the, the contact screen and have it blank and just say, here, add yourself, and then uh, um, it's like, oh, we'll we'll talk later. I, I would say something like that. And then just walk away. Something like that. Again, it, it, you're not putting a lot of pressure on the girl. If she doesn't, if she doesn't want to talk to you, then fine. Like, you just go to the new girl, right? Uh, one of the things that I talked about it, it, off of that analysis was um, that that the these are like very basic rules, but the 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 best word in the English language is your name that that, that people want to hear. So uh, get them to start talking any way you possibly can. Uh, and and ultimately they're going to start uh, becoming more comfortable with your That's existence. Right. Yeah, it's and, true. And uh, if you guys have uh, similar interests or whatever, you'll be able to get to a point where, oh shit, my fucking TYT ring just broke. Holy fuck, that's crazy. Look at this. I don't even know how that happened. Or you can't really tell. There's a little crack in the middle of it. Anyway, um... So that's really important. So now let's look at let's move on to number two. Okay, operate on scarcity dynamics. This is going to be something that uh, triggers a lot of folks, but uh, you can't seem too available. And and let me before even I, I get into this, the reason why I mentioned scarcity dynamics is because our our the way we analyze value in other human beings is off of scarcity. Well, here's the thing, guys. Women are hypergamous. They want men that are superior to them, right? So if if you are more available than she is, then you are less. Then then you're treating her as though she's worth more than you, right? So it's very simple, right? Um, Here's how you text, okay? If you want to go on a date with a girl, so you get a phone number. Don't text her. Two days later, you text her with the logistics for the date. And by the way. You can't spend too long. So here's what I mean. Let's say you get the girl's phone number on Friday. You text her on Sunday for a meet on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever. If it's any, if it's any more than like a week from when you, f- you first met her, she's going to forget you because you're not relevant to her, right? So you your first date should be maximum five days from the day you got her phone number. And if it doesn't happen, if she if she pushes it, right? then likely she's not interested in you. Just keep that in mind, guys. Um, And how to not be available. It's very simple. Just have stuff that you do. Be a busy guy. If you have a full-time job, you have hobbies, you have interests, you have friends, you're going to be busy. So that's it, right? Yeah. 
yeah, and if you have uh, read receipts on and you don't and you don't reply to a messages, it's uh, very obvious that you're scarce, right? Okay, um, here's an article by Roto Tomasi. Admiration and respect. One thing I really enjoy about doing the few interviews I've done is that they allow me to do a stream of consciousness dialogue with another person. I like this because it's very close to the internal dialogue I do when I'm writing notes or researching a topic. When I was talking to Christian McQueen last week, the topic of respect came up and I riffed on this a bit. Be with a woman that admires you. Admiration creates a different kind of respect. That's, again, admiration comes from you being two points more attractive than her. I've delved into the dynamic of respect in the past, but what I was getting at with this was the ways in which women and men differ in their views of respect. Towards the close of the last week's post, I made mention of girl with a dragonfly tattoos post on the womanly art of seduction. What I found interesting in her list of seductive qualities was that these aren't really means of seduction, but rather mindsets women should adopt to maintain a healthy relationship. As I mentioned in that post, women's methods of seduction are a lost art, but those means lack real significance if there's no genuine desire for that man. Women can easily seduce men today. So starved for intimate attention are the majority of men that they create the seductive narrative for themselves. All a woman needs to do is make it easy for him to believe. On a woman's part, seduction doesn't require much. There was a time I did some investigation into profiles of professional online escorts. I followed some links uh, Advocatus Diaboli had offered in a few of his posts about his dealings with escorts. And while there were the prerequisite pros with, uh, with uh, you know, spicy bodies and manners to match, the majority of these women were semi-attractive amateurs. You'd be surprised, uh, you'd be su- surprised by who, who they were if you saw them in casual clothes. These women tended to be in their 30s to 40s, but what was telling was how each gal sold herself to potential clients. To the average frustrated husband or bedroom funnelist mature man, I have no doubt these women were like a tall glass of water in the desert. By my own standards, they were average. But what I noticed was each woman's profile offered some variation of, you've worked hard, isn't it time you enjoyed the appreciation you deserve? Let me treat you the way you should be appreciated, or you've earned a good time with a woman who knows how to please a man. For part-time, uh, for part-time semi-pro escorts, I was impressed by how well they knew the demographic. My guess is more than if you were divorced, but I found their niche, so to speak, uh, once they were set up with spousal support. Each of them sold themselves based on uh, at least a feigned mindset by which a girl with a dragonfly tattoo proposed women or wives adopt to seduce their husbands. In the list, um, two of the things stood out the most. So admiration was the first. Virtually all men crave a woman who admires him, a woman who will listen to him when he's talking about something he finds interesting or when he's giving his opinion. They want a woman who will be interested and fascinated with what he says. Yes, I said fascinated. It turns them on to be in the presence of a hot woman, his wife, who is also giving him her entire attention and the right kind of feedback that says, you're such an interesting man. Oh my God, I want you now. When was the last time you reacted to your husband like that? I know, us wives are ridiculously tired, overachieving, too much to do, have kids hanging off our legs at any moment when we're at home or out or at the store trying to deal with the meltdown. I understand. I'm a wife and mother of two now, but guess what? Your husband craves this kind of thing, and if this need is met by you, he'll move mountains to ensure your happiness. Of these two, admiration is the most important. Feigned admiration is the the spicy star's secret, as well as the semi-pro escorts. To the man unused to genuine admiration, which is to say 80 plus percent, this becomes his worst thumbscrew and source of manipulation. Bedroom fun thirst is certainly a factor, but men inherently realize the bedroom fun attraction value that a woman's admiration represents for themselves. Part of men's conditioning is recognizing the effect that simple social proof to overt fame has on women. 
Smart men figure out how to leverage this to their advantage as part of game, but most are so starved of that admiration that even marginal displays from women are enough to convince them her, uh, her, uh, her intents are genuine. Truth or compliments? Private man had an interesting post regarding his tweet on compliments from women. Uh, men love to be complimented, yet so few women do it. My response was this. Compliments equals IOIs, indicators of her interest in the man. 80 plus percent of men are betas, thus compliments are rare. Can't have betas get the wrong ideas. Compliments are considered an expression of admiration for men, but largely supplication for women. In the past, I've gone into detail about how compliments for women tend to be sparse because for the greater part of women, compliments have very little value. In an age of social media and quick hit ego boost from a girlfriends and simps, compliments are common. What's scarce is valuable, so the rare compliment from a high-value man is a solid reinforcer for women. From a beta, compliments are a liability. They're an overt expression of interest from a man she has very little interest in beyond his utility. For the same reason, women giving compliments to men they have no genuine admiration for also becomes a liability. Even if that liability is just implied to herself, ergo, women rarely express admiration for a man they genuinely have no true admiration of. It's too risky. This is why women must be taught to be conscious of and attentive to delivering compliments to men they've committed to, but regard as beta. Left to the natural impulses, women simply avoid complimenting men they have no desire to be held accountable to. Private man asks, what's wrong with reinforcing a man's confidence through a compliment? Women adore confident men. The compliment is the opposite of the, of the crap test, where a woman tests a man's adversity by artificially creating that adversity by herself. Not to run him up the flagfall, I have a deep respect for him, but private man answers his own question inadvertently. Women do adore confident men, but by definition, a confident man wouldn't need any reinforcement of that confidence. Once again, women want a man who just gets it, and any man a woman has genuine admiration for doesn't need a confidence boost. In fact, that boost and the applied need of it only raises hypergamous doubt. Just as with the differing concepts of love and communication, men tend to presume that their concept of admiration is the universal one. The aspect and consideration men base their admiration of other men on are not the same that women use for men. I outlined this in Hysteria, but there's a uniquely female precondition of unqualified social proof women entertain for themselves as a component to their arousal that men don't have for other men. In other words, men who women are unfamiliar with or are unverified... um, as you can, uh, in other words, men who women are unfamiliar with are an unverified commodity to women with regards to arousal or attraction. As you can see in the videos I linked in Hysteria, this unfamiliarity with the man's real social value are easily mimicked when they control the environment and the situation. It's this unfamiliarity and want to believe in the possibility that a man may possess fame or even simple third-party social esteem that leads to an easy admiration for a man women have just met uh, or are only casually familiar with. Okay, back to the video here. Uh, the way if, if you're too available, the other person, regardless of your social status, will start uh, thinking not less of you, but will start thinking that they are higher on the totem pole or they, they're valued at a higher position than you are. Whether it- That's right. And here's the thing. If a girl thinks she's valued higher than you, she's not attracted to you because women are hypergamous. They only want a man who's better than them. So be because of their physical characteristics or your physical characteristics or even your social status or it could be anything. It could be your personality. It could be a variety of different uh, reasons. So um, that's why you have to make yourself seem unavailable and this is the part where uh, people get very triggered but um, if you're unobtainable, uh, human beings automatically assume that you are more valuable 
and and there are ways to do the uh, the availability. There was ways to be get around availability. Don't look too overzealous. Don't seem too available. Um, and 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 actually get busy. And you get busy by talking to as many girls as possible. And and you're not hyper focusing on one girl because if you're if the stakes are really high, you're afraid of fucking up. Uh, you're probably going to say the wrong thing. Uh, but if the stakes are low because you're talking to multiple people, then it doesn't matter. Then, uh, you know, you're not afraid of fucking up and therefore you're probably going to come across more confident. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is especially in the early phase of, uh, of relationships. That's absolutely true. Like if you're talking to multiple girls, you're not afraid of being, uh, of, of being rejected. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, Hasanabi, any evidence to support this or is it all anecdotal? Jesus Christ. Fucking Destiny fans, dude. It's so hard. Okay. Um, so the fuckboy mode that I uh, that I engaged here or fuckboy or fuckgirl mode here is that you can have your red receipts on. Now, this is a fucking big secret, okay? This is a big bad secret that I'm telling you, 1,284 people that are in this chat. This is something that you can do to show people that you, oh, shit, I, I was too busy. I couldn't get back to you in time. I'm so sorry. And it is manipulative, and I totally understand, but it goes off of exactly what I was talking about before as far as scarcity and as far as like uh, increasing your value to actually uh, get to a point uh, that that is your actual value okay um and then don't act so when you have red receipts on and she sees you didn't answer her text right if you don't answer right away um then she sees you're more valu- valuable uh there's more though um if she takes a long time to respond to your message like let's say you message her something and she takes let's say a day to answer, then you take two days to answer her. You take twice as long as she took to answer yours. But again, in general, if a, if a girl gives you a hard time like this, if she takes too long to respond, she's not, she's not actually interested in your, uh, she's not actually interested in you. So that's, that's an indicator of disinterest. Act too excited. If you go on it, if you end up actually going on a date, don't act too excited. Don't go above and beyond. Right. And, and there's more. Don't act too excited. Don't go above and beyond. And this actually is even um, baked into the actual date. If you take her on a $200 dinner date as the first date, she knows she's better than you. Because why would you spend so much money on a girl you just met? You see what I'm saying? It has to be a walk or coffee and that's it. We're not going like above and beyond for a girl that hasn't earned it. Um, the example that I've used before is a girl that I wanted to take out on a date and, uh, she's a vegetarian and I, I wanted to go to a place that, uh, offers vegetarian food, but like good vegetarian food. But if I were to go to like a vegan place, for example, I would be trying too hard. Uh, meaning like, no, you're trying too hard by going to a, to a dinner date for the first date. In any case, coffee or a walk. Nothing more. No dinner dates. Dinner dates are for girls that have earned dinner dates. Okay. Uh, Okay, here's a Reddit article from Relationship Advice. uh, Posted 19 hours ago. My 42 wife... uh, Sorry, so the guy is 42 and the wife is 35. Of 15 years, denies that eye-rolling is disrespectful. I just wanted to get your feedback on a recurring argument I have with my wife and wanted to know if there's something I'm missing on the subject of eye-rolling. 
It's happened quite often on our marriage of 15 years where I'll say something my wife doesn't like and she'll roll her eyes. The most recent time was earlier today when I was talking to my son that during his quiet time, daddy was going to take a, a, a nap. Then I looked at my wife and she said, that means no TV or lights on in the room, please. She then rolls her eyes. I called her out on it saying, I need quiet rest. She would go downstairs in our guest room to watch TV or the living room and it's disrespectful for her to roll her eyes at me. She first says she didn't roll her eyes. She just looked up in exasperation. Then later on during the argument, she says... Um, she starts to say that for her, rolling her eyes means she's exhausted or in disagreement with me. I asked her to get 10 people to agree with her that eye rolling is not a sign of disrespect or contempt. And then she says I'm close-minded, hard-hearted, and can't accept anyone else's point of view but my own. What do you think? It's really frustrated trying to get my point across, especially when I truly believe most people would agree with me. Am I close-minded on the issue of eye rolling and non-verbal message it sends to the other person? Okay. So let's see what the top comment is. 2.2K. Eye rolling is rude, yes, but that means no TV or lights on in the room, please. This is super condescending. This is how you talk to a kid, not a partner. Something like, do you mind going downstairs while I nap would be better. It's not helpful or productive for her to roll her eyes, but I think you could stand to improve your overt communication as well. Uh, I literally rolled my eyes when I read, that means no TV or lights on in the room, please. It literally comes off like an elementary school teacher trying to teach their kids the meaning of nap time, not a husband talking to his wife. Also, the whole comment about being closed-minded and hard-hearted is indicative to them of having more underlying issues than just is eye-rolling bad, yes or no. Um, yeah, so what's happening here, in my opinion, is that the wife doesn't actually have true respect for the husband. If she did, then she wouldn't care how the no TV or lights on in the room is communicated. She wouldn't care. She would be like, okay, and just do it. Uh, understanding that the guy's tone is the guy's tone. So, yeah. And her eye rolling is very disrespectful. It's very rude. And um, again, it's just another indicator that she doesn't respect her husband. Um, so, no. Girl needs to be cooperative. And if she, if she truly appreciated and respected the husband, she would be. So... And all of that communication of um, whatever is just her saying, I'm on your level, so I don't have to listen to you, basically. All right, uh, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my video, especially if you got to the end. You guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves, and I will see you next time.